Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, we're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for the month, AMP Agency. AMP is a full-service digital marketing agency that specializes in tour, rental, and destination marketing. We would not have sponsors on the show if we could not vouch for them ourselves. AMP Agency does a bunch of stuff for Destiny Water Adventures. Personally, I 100% vouch for this guy. I've I've handed them over to other companies in the past before they officially became a sponsor, and they have had nothing but great things to say. If you guys are doing your own marketing and doing a piss poor job of it, do yourselves a favor, hand yourselves over to AMP Agency, specifically Steve Edwards, their CEO, will call you personally and have a great conversation with, with you about what you guys need to do for your marketing. Listen, guys, they do pretty much everything in digital marketing, website development, maintenance, Google AdWords, PPC, graphic design, social media management, SEO, and a myriad of other things. When you choose a marketing company, it's so important to choose a company that knows your industry. And AMP Agency knows activity marketing especially water sports and tours. They got a promo going for Awkward Water Sport Guy listeners for their, their managed websites. Use promo code Awkward Podcast when you go to amp.agency. Again, that's amp.agency, promo code Awkward Podcast. You get three months free and get started with Amp Agency. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. All right. Welcome to another fine episode of the Awkward Water Sports Guys podcast. We are here today with Alex Benko from Wave Res. How, how, like, what, what Wave Res, Trip Shock? I mean, you've got a, like a whole list of things after, after you. So, Wave Res and Trip Shock, as well as, uh, man, he's got a software company. Alex is a, a regular tech genius. Alongside of him is uh, an awkward water sports guy favorite, um, Steve Edwards from the AMP Agency, as well as TakeMyBoatTest.com. Everybody just got strings of companies after their names, including my main Kimosabi, Greg Fisher. Man, how the fuck are you guys doing? Good. It feels like a Wednesday. That's a Wednesday. Man, it feels like a Monday to me. You know why? Because every day I wake up on Monday, I'm like, let's fucking get this, man. I'm so excited. Every Monday. Why? Have you already played Call of Duty for the day? Taking a nap, going <laughs> to the gym? I mean, how many minutes of real work have you done this week? A lot, man. I'm I fucking five hours. Hours. You recognize I didn't ask hours. Just minutes, right? Like how many <laughs> minutes this week? Does podcasting work? No. Does podcasting count? Could you pay your mortgage with your podcast income? Uh, that's a hard no. So negative one dollar. <laughs> Literally tens, possibly hundreds of minutes I've spent working. Tens of hundreds of dollars have been made from this podcast. (laughs) All right. So we brought these fine feathered fucking weirdos to uh, we're going to be, we're going to talking about, we're going to talk about GA4. If you're not into acronyms, that stands for Google. Grand Theft Auto 4. This is great. This is where we switch roles where you jump in and say funny stuff and I and I have to handle all the heavy like the heavy intellectual lifting. So 
I, I'm 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 maxing at about eight pounds of heavy intellectual lifting, and that is that's a deadlift. Alex knows something about that. But anyway, we're going to talk about uh, Google Analytics. Google Analytics 4, and uh, Steve and Alex are, so, are sort of resident experts on this stuff, or they're like, you know, big tech guys. So, um, man, how are you guys doing? It's, it's a Wednesday. I know I sort of already asked that. Alex, how are you doing today, buddy? Pretty good. Um, excited. You know, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, how you feel about Fridays. You know, some people looking forward to Fridays. I actually look forward to Mondays for some reason. Because, uh, like you said, I'm excited about doing the shit I do every day. And Monday is like a holiday for me. I, I feel the same cool. way. I'm like really excited. Like wake up on Monday morning. I'm like, all right, this is going to be fun. We got so much, so much to do. In your case, you never stop working, right? So Monday is like, uh, you know, any other day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the contrarian on it. I know every entrepreneur in the world is supposed to be excited for Monday. Lately, I'm pretty excited for Friday. So, um, yeah, this week, this week as well, still excited for Friday. It's because you're a raging alcoholic and you're like, you get out at noon. So you're like, I can start drinking at 1215. <laughs> that is the furthest from the truth. <laughs> he calls me, he calls me on Monday morning and he's just like, is today the day that I check into the hospital for alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a good that's not even a good joke because i rarely drink I and now you're gonna have people thinking that i'm like this alcoholic like for the record i hardly ever drink yeah it's a hundred percent true so those of you guys who don't know yeah. like uh steve steve and i are, are pretty tight buddies and and we talk a lot of shit to each other. It's pretty much like Steve and I will log almost as much time on the phone as Greg and I do. And and so Greg and I mostly or Steve and I mostly just talk shit to each other like 24-7. So this is just an extension of that. Uh, disclaimer, spoiler, Steve is actually not a raging alcoholic. I just thought it would be funny to say that he was. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm saying, dude, like, I, like, unfortunately, like. I look forward to Saturdays and Sundays because not that I'm not like working, but because Saturdays and Sundays, my, my, I don't have to like deal with getting my kids off to school because my, my, the the routine in my house is that my wife takes the baby to daycare and then I get my seven year old off to, uh, uh, um, the bus stop. So I look forward to the weekends. Uh, I'm weird, man. Like I, my whole life is a weird amalgam of everything. Like, so I'll work and then I'll stop working and then I work, I work, go to the gym, but then I'm answering emails and like, I'm, I do all the stuff that the book says you shouldn't do. Like I have a weird kind of balance, but it's like, I mean, Sunday night, something might strike me and I'm like, Oh, gotta do this. Like, I mean, you know, I was writing an email to FWC on Sunday night. So I'm really bad about just being like a whole blender of shit. You know, I, it's, I'll try. I know Greg's like Sundays is like family time, but it's hard, man. I want to call him and talk about the show or text him about the conference or something. And yeah, it's just my, my brain is just running 24 seven. So I'm excited about any day that ends in why. <laughs> oh. Hey, here's a just a uh, observation I, I made the other day. So, being based in Vegas, we have CES, and CES just wrapped up on Sunday. So, I try to go to CES every year. I think it's super cool. It's pretty. What is CES? The Consumer Electronics Show. So, oh. it's changed over the last couple of years. So, back in the day, it used to be you would go and you would just look at new TVs that are coming out and new speakers, and it was kind of I don't know, very consumerish electronics, which is 
the acronym, right? But now when you go, it's like they, they have all the, you know, self-driving car automations and AI and digital printing. And I mean, it's grown into a way bigger like tech stack than what most are usual or used to. But the weird observation, and, and, and it's just obviously not being around the culture or seeing it, but this is the first year that CES actually fell on a Saturday and Sunday. And it was actually really surprising to me how many booths were closed on Saturday for, um, what is it, Shabbath? I'm excuse me for not being super fluent Sabbath? in my. Yeah, there we go for yeah for Jewish Day of Rest, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually like I and I get recognizing your religion. I couldn't believe that they were actually like closed on the CES floor. I mean, huge booths like Monster Cable and you know huge huge companies had their entire trade show booth closed due to uh, the Sabbath. To that. I was. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty wild. I mean, it cost them, you know, an, a fortune to have a booth there. So to, so to think that they were going to close down one of the four days that the show was going on is... Did they, have any, did they have any sex robots there? They actually did. They had... Well, I sent you the one. So the funniest thing that I saw when we were walking around, it wasn't a sex robot, but it was a, uh, a tool to help a guy masturbate himself off. I'm like... <laughs> yeah. I was like, send me three. I'm like, who actually needs that? I mean, is that not like the epitome of laziness? If you just actually need a tool that you're going to put beside your beside your penis and you're just going to like, this will do it. I got it. Yeah, you're like, chat GPT. <laughs> I was telling Steve, Greg, that's that's my business idea. It's going to actually be 1-800-CHAT-GPT. And then <laughs> AI comes to life. <laughs> So stupid. C-U-N-S. He's the only one I know that would want to chat with a robot sexually. And, and and you just have to like constantly keep on feeding it prompts because the fucking it keeps on like coming back. You're like jerk me off, Chat GPT, and then it's like you are a jerk. And like no 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 no, I don't. I mean masturbate me. I am masturbating you. No Chat GPT. And uh, in the vein in the vein of Robert Frost, I I, I think uh, well, not Robert Frost masturbating you, but being at least poetic about the way it talks to you on my one eight hundred chat GPT line. All right, so we, we talked about penises, sex dolls, all sorts of things. Uh, let's let's talk about Google Analytics. Ro- robots, sex robots. Oh, okay. Right. Honestly, of all the things we could talk about, Google Analytics four is probably the most painful one of them all. I would sooner <laughs> talk about sex robots. Yeah, let's just talk <laughs> about Chat GPT. Oh, and I got another one, Chad GPT. So you, Chad GPT is your surfer friend. That's like, hey, bro. I actually, I hope my buddy Chad listens to this because it, uh, he sounds like his name is Chad. He's like, Kevin, what's up, dude? I'm like, man, your parents really named you the right name, Chad. Chad, when we were Captain Chad of Salty Bottom Charters. I'll give him a shout out if I'm going to give him a hard time. But, but yeah, so GA4, man, like what, what's the deal, guys? Well, wait, wait. So let's let's start with something obvious, right? Uh, what do we need analytics for? Period. Right. So, what do we use analytics for, and why do we need them? Well, and if you're like ninety like percent of the people that are uh, listening, they're they're not using their analytics anyways, nor are they looking at it. So, um, <laughs> this is why you don't get well, invited to the sales presentation, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 100%. Uh, Google Analytics. I think I got access to that Google Analytics thing. Let me see if I can get in there. 
Oh, that can, means can, can I answer it? it? I I, sure. I use it for obviously. Um, oh, I mean, obviously a plethora of, of things. But I, if I had to, if I had to reduce it down to its lowest common denominator, uh, I would probably say for uh, a data accrual, and then obviously with that data, like all every decision that I make regarding marketing, budgeting for ad spend, uh, obviously uh, almost all of our decisions are made by our analytics data. So basically it helps you drive your business decisions, right? To make them, mm. it drives yeah, the decision making. Yeah. And at the same time, you can test new, new things. Like you can run an AB test and see what analytics shows you. You know, if you have a crazy idea that you need to test out, obviously there's only one way to find out if it works or not is by analyzing the data, right? That you collected through analytics. Yeah. Cool. So, um, what do you guys know about uh, GA3? Why why do you think Google needs to move to GA4? And I'd, I'd like to hear your you know views on that. Hey, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show so far. We want to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, Conversion Assist. Conversion Assist is an app that helps you get more bookings, improve customer experience, automate reviews, and make your staff more efficient. And for you Fair Harbor users, it can integrate directly into your system for a streamlined experience. Yeah, I worked with Dustin and PPC Pros, and then uh, right before, actually, Conversion Assist, he actually beta tested it with us, and it was like off the wall of the amount of reviews that we got. It was so awesome. And I got to see Conversion Assist before you actually launched it. And it's pretty neat. It, it puts together all of your different communication and, and chatbots that you have from Facebook Messenger to your website, to all the different types of channels that people can reach out to you. And it keeps it all together in one like seamless, uh, integrated application. Dustin himself is also extremely accessible and he's always a great wealth of knowledge. I think Conversion Assist looks super neat and it definitely did awesome for us. Dustin is not only a great member of the AWG community, but he's also a tour operator himself. Self. To learn more, head to conversionassist.me to book a demo today. That's conversionassist.me, not .com. Make sure to let them know that Greg and Kevin sent you from the AWG podcast. Now let's get back to the show. My my view. Well, I, I mean, I have an opinion. I mean, I, obviously, so, you know, Universal Analytics was really built off actions taken on, you know, and you had to set up all of those actions where now I know this GA4 is really event-based and attracts a lot more events. Um, I also know that it gets away from cookies, which is a big piece of the Google component. You know, Google wants to do away on the privacy side of having everything cookied like it has. Um, so this is a big piece. I mean, I think in the bigger picture, GA4 is a supposed to be a better product, but it is, uh, you know, remarkably close to GA4 supposed to be rolling out for a lot of platforms in our industry. Um, what is it? July 1st is when they stop or Ju um, June 31st is when they stop tracking data with Google Analytics or Universal Analytics. And there's only a couple um, platforms that I know of in the market right now that are fully switched over to GA4. And when I've spoken to a lot of like the developers or, you know, the guys that are on the tech side of uh, these platforms and everybody is kind of doomsdaying the shit out of this because GA4 is far more complicated and way less intuitive than universal analytics. I agree. And also, that so one thing they're doing is they're limiting their data storage 
So in the old days, you could basically um, have access to unlimited storage and basically uh, keep history indefinitely. But now you only have two options, two months or 14 months. And then if you want to uh, retain more data, you know, beyond 14 months, you have to move it to um, a paid service. So I think it's, it's also a way for Google to make more money. You know, they're helping us making things, you know, more uh, sophisticated, but at the same time, they're going to be charging you for that. Alex, I have so a question for you. Sure. Uh, in your in your estimation, will GA4 be as robust as, or uh, Universal Analytics GA4? Will that or will that be as robust as Universal Analytics? Yeah, I think so. It's it's probably going to be even better. I think it's just time, it's, gonna... it's going to be way better. But yeah, I mean it, it's a I don't know if anybody like I've spent a fair amount of time in GA4. We have a couple clients that are using platforms that have made the switch to GA4 completely. Um, you know, a handful of us on the team have all gone through and done our GA4 certification, which is quasi a joke. It's a lot. It, it's just, it's so, it feels so much less in like informative or intuitive than what you're used to in universal. Universal analytics used to be able to really find what you were looking for. You could drill down pretty easily. If you needed to put a report together, it had all the information you needed. It seemed like it made a lot of sense. So to me, this feels like so stepping backwards. Um, but you know, I'll say on the plus side, like a lot of the events are already put together. Once you put it in, you don't have to go and create a lot of the different events or the goals that you had to with universal analytics. I don't know. It's, it'll be very interesting. I think it's one of those things where it's got all the greatest intentions. I think there's going to be a lot of pain in the months of July and August when people are still, you know, backpedaling and haven't made the switch and they don't have their shit together. They don't have the tracking in place. And, uh, you know, we're, I, I'm an entire, my whole business is built off of like conversion tracking and understanding what's working. So I've been kind of, you know, on the front side of this, I really wanted to understand what was happening and how it worked, but I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't have my doubts and or questions about how this looked. I've even looked for third-party software that provides a better tracking solution. And I feel like I'm caught between a rock and a hard place right now. Yeah. I think that's highly concerning, especially for those of us uh, in the industry that have to cobble together um, our websites with ResTech. And the reporting is already usually skewed or not 100% accurate or entirely up to date uh, between what happens between from your OTAs, between what your, your Fair Harbor reporting or your Peak Pro reporting, Wave Res reporting. And then you, that because the sale technically happens on those sites, not on your site. So we had an, an incredibly difficult time making sure that everything was tracking properly. And then even, you know, like this is how I, we hired Steve actually a couple of years back, he came on the show and like gave me a hard time about my phones because that wasn't properly reporting. So as an operator, like it's, it's definitely highly concerning that we've had all of these problems just making the connection with universal analytic because the sales, the e-com's not happening directly on our site. So you're sort of getting this like quasi semi half-baked uh, reporting going on. So uh, for us, I know for certain we're going to 
definitely not be looking at. Ex- we're going to have to maybe, if there's a problem or a lapse in the actual reporting of the revenue, we're going to, that's going to make us more dependent on the reservation tech and the reporting and the re- reservation tech to have a true, a true report that accurately depicts cost of acquisition and, you know, where all of our sales are coming from. I, I mean, I think that fear is a little preemptive. I mean, we've got a solid, you know, six, seven months before that's, you know, before the switch happens. And I mean, it would be an absolute miss for a, you know, obviously let's the the big elephant in the room, you know, a Fair Harbor, right? Fair Harbor hasn't really talked about how they're rolling up GA4, how they're integrating it yet. There's no way that Fair Harbor isn't having somebody in their ear about this and they're not sorting this out as we speak. What's WaveRes doing? What are you guys doing? So uh, I want to take for WaveRes, you talked about like the the cross-domain tracking issues between the res tech and the website. Uh, Kevin, you, you, we talk about this all the time on the show about how the purporting doesn't transfer over. We've actually solved that for WaveRes. It's in production or it's in uh, development right now. So that way when, uh, you know, basically if you get a, a click to your website and then the customer makes a, a booking on the res tech, all that data is stitched together. So you will actually see that on your conversion reports. Hey guys, this is Kevin from Awkward Water Sports, guys, breaking in. This show is sponsored by WaveRes. For all your <laughs> detailed reporting needs and accurate connections, see Greg at WaveRes. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a soft sell, motherfucker. I love that it though, soft, man. man. I mean, that shit. Is. Well, fucking, I, well it's, it's an issue that we talk about. And I finally, I went to uh, Alex and Luke and I'm like, guys, why isn't this being solved? So yeah, so we're we're in development on that, and I'm pretty excited. It, it was actually even more than, better than that because Greg is like, we have this issue. Here's the solution. Implement. That's awesome. <laughs> Literally showed us the freaking solution. People are like, oh, it's uh, impossible to do. But, but I think the concern is, is when you start talking about guys that are spending, you know, half a million dollars a year in Google AdWords and not being able to understand attribution. I mean, you know, so the the scary part on the ad or on the agency side is we are all pretty tech involved, right? Like, you know, you guys are on a software company, I own a marketing agency. We're supposed to be looking at this stuff. But the scary thing is is how many clients or how many operators that we're looking at their stuff that literally don't have any of it set up. So, I mean, we could just be talking about launching rockets. This is Elon Musk stuff we're talking about right now. And people are like, oh my God, tracking. Why would, why would I track? Uh, it, it's just crazy to me how many people don't actually set up their analytics. I was reading up on um, some of the GA4 benefits, just going, to, going more granular. So some of the uh, measurements out of the box is going to be um, – Scrolling, outbound link clicks, document link clicks, and website searches, meaning you'll be able to have more of these measurements without getting a dev involved. Because like, to your example, in GA3, we had to get our developers to do a hell of a lot of work to pipe in data, you know, so we can visualize everything. So and, you're going to get- The reason for that is because we have a lot of custom events and they're kind of weird. But again, if you want to be extremely granular- with how you collect data and analyze it, you have to create custom events, right? Because you can't really do everything out of the box. Unless you're running like a, a vanilla WordPress website, then you just install a plugin, create a new property, you know, populate it, and that's it. 
But if you have actual shit happening, if you have a lot of sales, then you do need to have custom events. So maybe Greg can, uh, you know, get deeper into details on. Well, what I mean, like some exactly. some of the problems we have right now is let's say that we have a 404 page. Well, I look at our reports and I see a 404 pages, and I said, where in the hell are these? people coming from with these that are hitting these 404 pages and you only get a piece of data sometimes to let you know to give you to give you maybe an idea of where that data come from especially if it's like a previous path it does appear that GA4 is going to have some ro- more robust reporting features so you can identify you know where these clicks are coming from so you can make fixes to those links and and whatnot uh that that i think this is a great positive uh, getting more information about outbound link clicks you know how how many times people have clicked those outbound link clicks and and things like that that's like out of the box stuff that you don't necessarily have to find and set up so i want to i want to talk to the side and i and i think steve was like getting ready to touch on it before i had a really great joke that i had to interject but um i i think like steve steve was getting to like what does this mean to the average operator? And yes, to his point, tracking your spending, that's one piece of it. But there's so much, like even if you're listening to this and you're going like, well, I didn't use Universal Analytics or GA4, I don't fucking use any of it. You know, <laughs> like my, my one time I said, uh, I was talking to Ben and, and um, we were talking about marketing when I first met him and we were talking about like SEO or something or ad spend or something like that. And then he goes, he just looks at me, he goes, um, I know the words Google analytics. <laughs> like, and that's what, like, I mean, that was the extent of it. He couldn't log into his analytics. He didn't know how to, where to find analytics. He just, he knew those two words went together. And this is like sort of a lot of operators, right? They keep their hands off their marketing. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They pay Steve, they pay America, they pay Dustin. All the sponsors of our shows. Uh, you don't pay anybody else. <laughs> well, they pay their marketers and they pay their marketers and they don't think about it. And it's like <coughs> to Steve's like ever, you know, when we talk and he 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 never bitches about his clients at all over at Amp Agency. But I, I mean I when he's just like, you know, every single one of them. And he does. He's just like, God, I just wish these guys would fucking pay more attention to what's happening in their business. Well, analytics gives you this whole breadth of information. Where are your customers coming from? Who are your ideal customers? Who is making the booking? And if you can't sit down and creatively think about solutions to their problems, like what are you even fucking in business for? Like, I don't even understand this ideology. It's just like, oh, I just, you don't want to get and fucking get home and, and collect all the money. Well, it's great. Well, the money's never going to come if you don't know how to properly communicate with your customers. And how can you properly communicate with your customers? When you fucking have no idea who they are, you can go into Google Analytics, you can look at all the data and you can say, here's where my customers are coming from. Here's how old they are. Here's when they're coming. Here's when they're interested. And you can curate messages and content nonstop to your ideal customer demographic. And you know what that's going to result in? All the piles of money. So guys, here's a generic question for you. Um, As business owners, do you think it's absolutely necessary for a business owner to uh, have certain knowledge of analytics? And if that's the case, what's what's the best way for them to get into it? Uh, Analytics for dummies, YouTube video. Get the certification. Yeah, they don't need all that. I mean... Some of that, like Google, some of that Google analytics side where you're getting deep in the rabbit hole, like even the stuff we're talking about, people's eyes glaze over. Like, I mean, it's so boring. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so super unexciting. It's like, oh, tell me something more interesting. Like they would sooner talk about the jet pumps on Yamaha jet skis. Like this is like, this is the stuff that makes their eyes glaze over and they check out. I don't think they need to get too in the rabbit hole. I think they need to have a high level understanding of being able to go to their analytics and understand where their customers are coming from, what channels are working, what that customer kind of looks like. Like if you're in Northern Florida, is that customer driving over from, you know, uh, are they coming from, from Tennessee? Are they coming over from Alabama? Like where is that customer coming from? Or are they calling you or searching you from, New York planning their trip down there. Like how does that customer find you and what actions are they taking when they visit your website? Beyond that, I think beyond that is like digital marketer type stuff. That's the stuff where you need an agency and where it starts to like get granular. And that's where like my job comes in because I want to understand and I need to understand how your ads work in different markets and where we should be optimizing for. But I think it's like, it's like the people that to me, analytics is the same as the guy that builds a website and then he never checks it. Right. He never goes to his website or he doesn't check his website once a week, once a month to just make sure it's up. Right. You know, make sure that the wheels haven't fallen off or that, you know, it's, None of this is set it and forget it. And that's the unfortunate part is like you do have to keep a pulse on your business. And to do that, analytics is a really good way. You know, the perfect thing to do right now is after the show, download the analytics app on your phone. And yeah. there's yeah. just real quick reports on there. Um, what I like the most about it is the real time. So you can actually see who's on your website in real time. And I actually have – I look at that real time daily. For, you know, Alex and I have a security app and I look at it daily. And the reason why is because I want to see what pages people are on. And if I'm looking at it every day, then I can start seeing kind of a visual representation. Okay. I know, you know, people are frequenting this page. I don't need to look at a report necessarily to see that a lot of people are visiting this page. Um, and, you know, are people spending a lot of time on our checkout? You know, if I, if I'm noticing that, like I, I'm looking in real time and people are on that, uh, the plan page or the sign up page for minutes, maybe something's wrong with that page. So these are just like very high level observations, but at least I'm watching it and I'm seeing the different pages. I'm kind of getting an idea of what people are doing on my website. And then I can go and see what else because Google analytics on the app, they have a lot of pre-made reports to tell you like what's I mean, going on. Well, that is, I, I sort of want to like, I want to like take that like, and I, and I know I'm going to like kind of like contradict Steve on like getting the analytic certification side part of it. But, you know, the thing was, is that, so I got Google analytics certified too. I got them printed out. I fucking put them on my wall. I'm like, yeah, I'm basically, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a doctorate, you know, I'm like the doctor, doctor Google. Uh, it, it is incredibly boring, incredibly dry, but where, where it helps is when when Steve has to wants to talk to me about something like something that's happening on my website, I know what those columns are. I I, I don't look and I go, well, what's a bounce rate? You know, what's time on page? Like I understand all that stuff. So if I have a particular idea that I want to drive home in my marketing, well, it's like I don't I've got a ton of t- I don't have a ton of time. Like, I'm not going to sit there and I'm not a marketing specialist, but I can make an educated decision because I do know what those things 
at least what I feel are the most important things relative to my business. You know, some of that stuff is not going to apply to my brick and mortar business at all. So, but to go through just so you basically have an understanding, you can look at the whole scope of what what Google Analytics can do, and then you can say, well, like, this applies to me, this applies to me, this doesn't apply to me. So when I'm going to make this decision on my website, my content, whatever, here's what we want to fix. Like Steve and I literally sat down and we sort of went through this. Now, because I'm not on Google Analytics all the time, he had to like kind of help me and walk me through but we're speaking the same language. It might be a little bit of broken English on my side, but I definitely understand what he's laying down. So I think you should, you should go sit down and at least at the very least do like do the YouTube video thing to answer your question, Alex. But I, I like the getting certified in Google analytics. So what about you? What did you do? How do you, I mean, where's your whole dog in this fight, Alex? I mean, we didn't really, you, I don't think you've ever been on the show. So there's like no background. So I mean, unfortunately, we've gone through all this and we talked about this, but can you give us a little background on yourself? Like, you know, what exactly 100% do you do uh, for Trip Shock and Wave Res and, and how you got into all this? Uh, well, I primarily focus on the infrastructure. So, like, I love um, cloud technologies and network technologies, and basically that's what I primarily do uh, for Trip Shock and all the other companies. I basically help set up that infrastructure and then the, all the details are taken care of by the developers. Um, and, you know, I love picking uh, new technologies. Um, you know, I review the services that we use in all of our companies, uh, at least, uh, you know, every year, right? It's like if, we, if we're spending too much money on, uh, let's say, uh, uh, a database, right? It's like, well, what other technologies can we use? to drastically reduce the costs. You know, right now we're switching everything to serverless and it's basically just on-demand, um, um, you know, computers or servers that are being used only when uh, we need to run a query or whatever. So, so basically we're not paying too much money keeping things running all the time. We only use, pay for the resources that we use whenever we need to use them. So that's kind of the, uh, the basics of the cloud. Uh, with analytics in particular, I get involved in, uh, you know, migrations like that. You know, how do we do it the best way? Um, you know, make sure Alex, let, let me, let me, let me dial you back just a little bit. Like, uh, I mean, so what would you say if you had to put a job, a title of your head? Like, I, I'm, I'm assuming like CTO or something like that. Would, would that be you? Uh, a nice a-hole? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I, so I... I'm really good at uh, getting things done. So like, I don't um, like a hitman. Uh, are you really like, are you like Batman or something? Do you just not want to like tell us? Like, <laughs> he's, the, he's the fixer. He's the fixer. You're like, a, so, do you, you're like, you do coding. You like do like, you're like my my background is computer science. Ah, but I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't really do um, any coding, even though I can write some basic, uh, you know, Python or Node.js. Simple things. And but, what's your belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu again? Uh, I'm this close to brown. 
That's my next uh, promotion is going to be. And he always wants to try and beat me up at the conferences. He's always trying to hurt me. And it drives me fucking crazy because it's like, you know, it's like you're a computer science guy and you're a smart guy and you're analytics. So everything you're like, analyze everything. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to actually learn how to fight. Like rather than, I don't know your background. Maybe you got in a lot of bar brawls. I got in a lot of bar brawls. I got my ass kicked quite a bit. Uh, surprise, surprise, because I got a big mouth. And so you like go in and you're kind of like soft-spoken. You got your glasses on. You like the whole intellectual thing going. And then you're like, hey, let's fight. And I'm like, I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> like, Well, I say let's roll. There's a difference, right? Because rolling is what we call fighting. It results in me getting hurt. And I'm all set on your on your very strange wrestling advances. So... Like, I don't know, let's, let's, like, like, let's have like a boat driving competition, a parasailing competition. I'm really good at driving a parasail boat, you know what I mean? I feel like the, I'm a white belt, a shitty white belt, and, and I'm not good at all, and I can strike, but I know that once you get me on the ground that it, it's like sort of like game over, you know? So maybe some Western oh, boxing, maybe we'd go. Hey, like, if you, no, no, if you, if, if you want a physical challenge, let's do push-ups then. How, how, about, how about squats and deadlifts? And bench presses. Yeah, that's useless. <laughs> oh, okay. No, uh, okay, I didn't, I didn't. So we'll go, we'll run like Olympics. We'll, next, hey, this is what we're going to fucking do, Greg. I got it, man. I, I'm an idea guy. That's my Greg. I got tons of fucking ideas. You ask Greg and Steve. I got tons of them. So uh, we'll do like an Olympics. We'll do like a water sport Olympics, man. We'll have wrestling. We'll have fucking we'll have deadlifting we'll have i mean like i don't know steve i can swim what do you want to have to like make i can swim diet and bike or like a, a pepsi challenge <laughs> yeah i just want to see if you can pound the most diet coke in there. <laughs> like, i'm not interested in any of this stuff you guys can have at it i'm good uh, oh i know you i saw you left the conversation you're probably over there building a website nerd <laughs> i'm actually in facebook business manager thank you see that's that's what we should talk about is how how poorly facebook and google like you know social tracking and how that's all gone to hell and how uh yeah well that's so that's what it sort of feels like right so i hear what alex is saying because with the ga4 thing like i just saw a notification that's like you know make sure you switch over to ga4 in july of 2023 and this was how many ever months ago and i was like oh yeah that's like 20 years from now i'll worry about that then i didn't even think about it i just thought it was just going to be like maybe an upgrade and i wouldn't even think about it but you know i sort of think feel like this is it like a little bait and switch right like apple facebook you know all these marketing platforms that are like here you go like and then you're like hooked in and you're loving and like oh man i can't live without it and they're like we know so now you're gonna have to pay us Yeah. So years ago, Alex told me something. He said, when a software company releases something new, uh, typically they have to give you something better because they're probably going to throw in a sales pitch. I mean, we do this with our security software. Every, Every time we upgrade to the latest version, we're giving something nice to the free users, but we're also, you know, putting some different pitch in there to get paid members because Google Analytics, I imagine that they're storing a ton of data and someone has to pay for that data. And uh, you know Google's model. They like to get you hooked into their free services. And then over the course of some time, they start pitching you their, their cloud data storage and picture storage and and whatever they want to sell you. 
um, they get you hooked, they get you hooked into their, their ecosystem. So, um, this is just a long time. I mean, I'm surprised Google My Business hasn't been monetized, you know, more deeply. I think they did like a test of monetizing Google My Business, but I, I know one day that's, that's going to turn too. So it's just a matter of time. And, you know, I, I probably will. Go to Alex and say, "Hey, we we got to pay, probably pay for to go back for." They're like, "I I don't want just twelve months of data or whatever you, you guys mentioned. I need, I need a lot." Going well, the, back, the reality of it is, is with uh, and and this is just me spitballing here, but if uh, like we all know that Microsoft is involved, like they're going to be rolling micro, they're going to be rolling that Chat GPT out to Bing. The applications for AI are coming down the pipeline, so uh, Google better give every fucking cash grab they possibly can because I really think the future of search is about to drastically change. I agree. So real quick, um, we haven't really addressed, do you have to change out the old universal script on your website and replace it with the GA4 script? Yeah, I think you do because now it's a different different tag. You got to replace that G tag. Yeah, it's a G tag now instead of that old universal script. Okay, that's important to know. So yeah, you're listening. Make sure you get your marketing company and, and make that switch over. Otherwise, it just well, will it sunset in July? Meaning that if you don't have it, then you will just not track anymore. If you don't have it, you, you yeah, you, you're not gonna collect any data. So. Here's, here's another important thing, right? So if you uh, want to compare over a year, year over year at, in uh, GA4, uh, you have to have big query set up in, in Google, right? And for big query, it's, it's pretty complicated for us. It's basically just a gigantic database where you can store all the data that's older than 14 months, right? And then that's the only way for you to look back, you know, farther than 14 months. So that's, that's a little bit more complicated than just switching, you know, from GA3 events to GA4 events, right? I think any developer can do that, but setting up big query uh, and, you know, making sure everything gets populated properly is a little bit more involved. So you need a a database. For those who use WordPress, my guess is there's a plugin that will handle all that. Yeah, WordPress is so you know. Yeah, the new uh, the new Google Site Kit mm-hmm. is uh, actually a pretty slick little plugin. It works pretty well. We, uh, we it was wonky at first, but we've actually kind of switched a lot of our clients to that to using that Google Site Kit plugin um, because it integrates directly with your Google and it installs both right from the start. It installs your GA four and your Universal, and it also connects to Search Console. Greg, one of the things that we do all the time, you know, in all of our companies is that we can compare this year with last year, right? And it's not going to be as easy in GA4 because the data will be physically gone, right? Unless you move it to BigQuery. Yeah. So you got to keep that in Google mind. Make, Google is going to make a lot gone. of money on this. Absolutely. They need it, well, dude. They're going broke, I hear. They're just like really, really fucking poppers <laughs> out there, you know? Bleeding. <laughs> what I actually think is going to happen is now that the big push to GA4 has happened, there hasn't really been anybody in the space who's created a user-friendly, digestible analytics platform that competes with Google Analytics in any real form. Um, I think now we're going to see a couple of companies come to light that are going to solve for it and make it a, you know, there's a lot of companies creating these tracking scripts now that can do some pretty deep dive stuff. Um, 
somebody's going to roll up a platform here, I bet, very quickly, and it's already probably out there that's going to solve for a lot of this. Have you heard of a snowplow? Yep, yep. Yeah, so we we have we have that implemented on that. See, I think snowplow is awesome on your end. What is that? Snow what? Snowplow. Snowplow. Yeah, and it's so basically it's uh, open source software, but they also have hosted version of it. So if you don't feel like screwing around with it on your own, you can just use their services and they'll do everything for you. It's kind of expensive, but it's not as as expensive as uh, um, you know Google used to charge you like. Or is it two hundred to fifty thousand dollars a year to set something? And you know, with that, you, you get you get to collect any data you want. You can create your own custom events. It's just it's fully customizable. Again, um, though, that is enterprise level, like software developer, soft you know, platform. That is not a uh, easy. That's not a Mailchimp of analytics, right? You know, that's not right. a super easy. It's uh, complicated. So, <laughs> Steve and Kevin, have you, have you guys used Google Optimize? to run a B test? I have a little bit. Okay. Um, so Google optimize is a sweet little tool that nobody really takes advantage of no. just for you listening. What Google optimize does is it runs, uh, on your front end and it's, it's just a plugin script, but you can make changes to your site, uh, and run a B test on them. So let's say you wanted to, to like test a headline on one of your, high converting pages. Well, you can run an A-B test using Google Optimize and test that. And typically what we'll do is look at analytics and we'll see which pages have bounce rate issues or low time on site that should you know, be doing better. And then we'll take that data and then we'll run the A-B test. But you can A-B test photos, text, different elements. I mean, there's a lot of code, different codes, different links. You can do whatever you want. And you can run like multivariant tests where you can, uh, instead of just like an AB test, you can test like five different variations, run it for uh, a month. And that will, it will spit out. It'll tell you if, you know, if it's a winner or not. So you can run up to, I think four, wait, no, you can run up to 10 experiments at a time. But there's a somewhat of a, a, a science to running experiments. Like you don't want to run too many at the same time because they might conflict with each other and make you know and not give you the the right results. But uh, very cool tool. It's free. You know, I, I recommend checking out. And you can make like you can change certain things on your website right from uh, Google Optimize. So you don't really need to, you know, change the code of your website. You can just log into Google Optimize and make whatever changes you need, and that will run right away on your website, which is really cool. Well, I have a, I have a very strong feeling that our bounce rate on this show, when you guys come to like, when you learn about Google analytics, I feel like the bounce rate on the show, you'll learn what that means. It's going to be like probably like 90% when they do realize that this show was not about Grand Theft Auto 4. <laughs> and with that guys, we appreciate you guys listening. A big thanks to Alex Benko. Big thanks to Steve Edwards. My main Kimosabi, Greg Fisher, and always your homie, your boy, Kevin O'Neill at Awkward Water Sports, guys. And as always, you fucking keep it awkward, you sexy motherfuckers. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.